hard work every day. Not an easy mom, got no time to play. Always on the go. You stuck on the flow, but it's time for the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another fun episode of your Not For Lazy Moms podcast. I'm here with my husband, Chris. What's up, baby? I'm good, baby. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. good. I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) Stress-free these days. What's up, Allie? Hey, you guys look good. You guys look (laughs) well-rested. Oh, my goodness. I'm I'm still over here off of a high from the birth stories episode with you and Matt. It was everything. <laughs> like, Honestly, so it's so funny. After he and I spoke, A, he said he wants to have beers with you, Chris. But B, he was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how hard that um, your birth story, like just everything that happened and everything. He was like, I had no idea, you know, between your health and, and Chase's, like it was just, it was a lot. It was a whole lot. That was just one of those situations where you look back and say, you know what? Thank God for bringing me through it. And I doubt I'm going to do it again. Unless <laughs> God got another plan for us. Oh, well, yeah. I'm always down for God's plan. But I'm, I'm glad that he was able to pull us through because it was very scary. You know, even yeah. telling it back now, it was like, you know, it's fun to tell the story, but it was scary going through it. It was yeah. insane. Yes. But we're grateful as always. But listen, I am excited for today's topic because it is something that hits so close to home for everybody, whether you have kids or not, sleep training. Like, I have been struggling with Chase. He is so different from Christopher Milani to the point where it made me kind of ponder upon how Chris and I's sleep patterns are and how similar or not similar they are with the kids. So we can start out by just saying, I am a person who loves to sleep as soon as my head hits the pillow, I am out. And I'm so jealous. And Chris <laughs> is the, he's yeah. the exact opposite. So I, I'm better nowadays than what I used to be. Back in the day, I guess I used to think about stuff a whole lot and worry a whole lot. So I would be in the bed for at least two hours before I could fall asleep. And it would frustrate me because as soon as Monique hit the pillow in less than two or three minutes, she's out into a deep sleep deep but, sleep but i'm a little bit better now probably 30 minute range and then i'm out so i'm a lot can better. i can i just say so matt of course is the same way as you monique like <laughs> he, he will get into bed and we have this show that we watch as we fall asleep but the problem is and then i'm the one who's in charge of turning the tv off because i'm always up later where my anxiety and my thoughts are running that's when it starts right so we'll start this tv show every night and like two seconds later i hear his deep breath like he is in his like deepest beautiful most relaxed state and i'm just like are you kidding me so he keeps missing this show that we're watching and and every time i'm just like so frustrated because then it takes me like an additional hour after he's in his sleep to fall asleep yes oh so yeah you and chris of course y'all the leos so it must have something to do with that too <laughs> probably it's so weird it's so crazy because like chris is one of those people where if I do wake up in the middle of the night for some odd reason, I could literally have a full-blown conversation with him and he hears me. I'll be like, Chris, did you turn this, that, or the other off? And he'll just wake right up and be like, oh yeah, I turned that off. <laughs> that is so weird to me. Now, early in our dating years, I would be asleep and he would just start talking to me. And I used to think he was so weird. Like, it's like four in the morning. I am clearly knocked out. Why are you talking to me? Wait, Chris, do you remember in the morning having those conversations? Most of the time, yes. Unless I have too much alcohol, then I don't. Okay. <laughs> no, in these moments that I'm talking about, he is clearly awake. Yeah. And he'll just be like, 
Hey, babe, what did you say that you have to do tomorrow? <laughs> I'm knocked out, so I don't hear him. So he'd be like, Monique, Monique, babe, babe. And I'm like, huh? What? He said, you were saying something about what you had to do tomorrow. I'm like, what? What time is it? Leave me alone. <laughs> he is such a light sleeper, and I'm such a deep sleeper that we're just opposites in that area, but it kind of works now that we have kids because when they wake up in the middle of the night, he's the one that's more likely going to hear them unless, like you said, he's been drinking and he's completely knocked out. Um, but yeah, so... Because yeah. I heard Chase this morning. I never and, and you No, because you, you, no, you said you like Chase is waking up, you got to go get her. I don't remember. She told me that, but I was already awake anyway. So, <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, it's so funny because with Chase, it's like he's in sync with me. A lot of times I'll wake up at four in the morning and in 15 minutes he'll wake up and call. Wow. Be at two in the morning. Within 15 minutes he's calling me. It doesn't matter. It's like we're in sync. It's almost like I wake up purposely because I know that he's going to call me in a minute and I have to go. Wow. Chris has been waking up like that since he's been waking up like that since I know him. So no, I think it's that, crazy that Chase is in sync when we like this. It's really not crazy. He sleeps like <laughs> He has his same sleeping pattern. They have the same exact sleeping habits. Whereas Milani and Christopher, they sleep like me. They're the same way. As soon as their head hits the pillow, they're out. And they sleep for 12 hours. So whatever wow. time they go to bed, and they've been like this since they were probably six months old. As soon as they hit that pillow, if they go to bed at 8 o'clock, they're waking up at 8 o'clock in the morning. Like they amazing night. And if they do have to wake up to use the potty, which is rare, most times they literally will sleep all night. And sometimes Christopher, he'll wake up maybe like four in the morning, come in our bathroom, use our bathroom, and then think he gonna climb in our bed. And I'd be like, boy, get in your bed. Because <laughs> he used um, to get away with he that. He used to, he, because he's he, too big now. <laughs> <laughs> slick. So they all know I sleep like a rock. So what they would do is they ease in on Chris's side. <laughs> so they don't wake me, and then they end up finagling their way right into our bed and then I'll wake up and roll over like wait when did you get in here and there's like an arm over your face a leg over your stomach yep all of that oh, they're upside down in the bed I mean their head is at the foot so it's crazy they're, especially Chase he's wild oh my god head button you and everything else the he's other day he just better. started hitting me he woke up I think he had a bad dream he woke up saying stop it and he was swinging on both of us <laughs> See, one of one of um one of Matt's biggest rules is that no kid, unless they're sick, of course, like they're they're not allowed in our bed. They are not allowed to sleep in our bed. And I've always glamorized the idea. I'm like, oh my gosh, I bet it's so sweet. They snuggle up to you and it's the sweetest experience to have your baby sleep with you. And I'll never forget one night when we were away somewhere, Sam slept with us because I think he was like scared to sleep somewhere else. And I understood, you know, we're not at home. And it was the worst experience of my life. Like I could not sleep. And there were some points where I'd like wake up at two in the morning and his eyes would be like an owl, just like staring at me. And I'm like, dude, why are you sleeping? <laughs> it was so creepy. So no, yeah, we don't have our kids sleep in our bed ever. Yeah, I would love that. And, and that that's how it used to be um, up until Chase was born. So now that we recognize where their sleep patterns come from. Christopher and Milani are like, like me. Chase is a lot like Chris. Now what do you do? So I don't know. Can you, you talk to us about how you were able to sleep train your kids. And then I'm going to tell you what I did with the first two that I haven't done with Chase yet. 
Okay. Well, so one of the things, and I was just talking to my friend who just had her first baby. Um, you know, everyone tells you when you're pregnant, oh, you're going to be so sleep deprived, but nobody really tells you that you're going to feel so helpless in the process, right? Like you're not only tired, but you have zero idea what you're doing. There is a little human, a little ball of mush that's just uncontrollably crying or gassy or, and, and you just, you can't just be like, go to sleep and they'll go to sleep. Right. Mm-hmm. So the helplessness definitely can affect you. One of the things that really helped us. So first off, when Sam was born, I just kind of like went about my life. Like I was like, I, you know, he would cry all the time. He wasn't sleeping and I was miserable. And then, um, I actually got a book that really helped me. Um, and it's a, it's a popular book. It's called happiest baby on the block. Oh, and we, we saw, I mean, we saw the, uh, the video version of the book. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yes. So yes. I, I felt like, honestly, I felt like a moron because I read it and it was like sleep begets sleep. Like you, the more sleep your baby gets throughout the day, the more they'll sleep at night. I'm like, wait, they need to take naps. They like, I'm not even kidding. I did not know that. Like, I did not know. I thought if they slept 10 minutes here or there and they went to bed at seven o'clock, they'd sleep till the, I mean, I had zero idea. So once I learned that they needed to be on a nap schedule, that you know, the happiest baby on the block is all about that fourth trimester where they kind of basically the author Harvey says that they come out when they're born a little, like a fourth trimester, like almost like a trimester too soon. And they need you to kind of reenact what it was like in your belly with a lot of shushing, with a lot of patting on the butt, a tight swaddle, a dark room, all those things. And honestly, so Matt and I both read the book and it was incredibly helpful. Like to me, that made me feel sane again. Once I got Sam on a schedule and the thing is, it's almost like it gives you confidence to have either a book that you find, or maybe there is a video tutorial or whatever, whatever that is. It's kind of, it kind of gives you that motivation that like, Hey, there is an end in sight. Your baby will sleep, but you need to power through this. You need to get through the tough stuff and just keep powering. So with every sleep regression, right? Like I feel like there's like the four month sleep regression. The I don't, there are so many sleep regressions. You just have to keep powering through and stay within your routine. So for me, it was the three naps a day, the super early bedtime. You know, I know Monique, you stay up until super late. I can't do that. Like I am an eight o'clock. I'm in bed an hour and then I'm asleep by nine type of person because I'm an early riser. And so that's how I've trained my kids to be as well. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like once you find the routine that works for you and find that book or find that, you know, professional, get some advice because honestly, it's really hard to do it on your own. It is. Or listen to not for lazy moms podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that was, um, definitely a video. We actually saw the video version of happiest baby on the block with Christopher or Milani Christopher. Christopher. So right from the beginning, somebody recommended that to us. We saw the video and watched it and we were both using all of the tips, the shushing, the, the, the rocking back. Head bobble was my favorite. Oh my God. That, that head bobble with Christopher, I would cup his head right into my hands and just bobble him back and forth. And he would go like that and out. Loved it. Chase loved the shushing. Milani loved everything. Um, she hated being swaddled though. 
She was a free bird. She said, listen, I don't want to be swaddled like a baby. I'm out of here. Stop treating me like a baby. That's how Melania was. But Christopher and Chase both loved a good tight swaddle. Oh my goodness. They loved it. And they would knock right out and they slept really well during those times. Now, once they got to about six months old, I took, uh, this is with Christopher. I took him to the pediatrician and she told me that in order to get him to sleep through the night, she said he's at the age now where he's had his meals during the day. No more nighttime bottles. She said you give him his last bottle right before bedtime or however you want to do it. She said, um, and you have to start weaning him off of those nighttime snacks. So this was actually a little bit before he turned six months. And the reason why I remember is because I was still breastfeeding and I stopped breastfeeding Christopher at six and a half months. So it was probably about five and a half months, somewhere around there. So I started weaning him off every day. I was giving him less in the middle of the night. And she said, I'm going to warn you, you're going to have four days. She said, just map out four days, mentally, mentally prepare yourself to not get any sleep. And she said, once you get to that fourth night. She said, I promise you, he's going to sleep through the night. So I'm like, really? I'm like, all right. She said, some people, it takes a little longer, but I'm telling you the sweet mark for me and a lot of people that I've referred this to has been four days. So I'm like, okay, cool. So she said the first night, if he wakes up, you have to just, you can pat him back to sleep. She said, try not to pick him up. Try not to do all that. She just try to keep him where he is pat him, pat him back to sleep. She said, he's going to cry because he's used to getting a bottle or he's used to being nursed. So she said, it's going to be rough. But she said, if you're breastfeeding and you put that baby up against you, he's not going to go back to sleep. He's going to smell that milk. He's going to want it. So she said, keep him in his crib, try to pat him. So I'm like, okay. She said, it might be, you might be up for like two or three hours. She said, you never know. The second night, do it again. Third night, she said, he might pop up for a second, but as soon as you start patting him, he's going to go back to sleep. She said, by that fourth night, he should be sleeping through the night. It worked. That fourth night, I woke up because I was like, wait, he didn't wake up. And I'm running to the room, like, making sure he's still breathing and all that. Like, he was, it worked. He was knocked out. It's so funny you say that because, first off, I feel like a lot of new moms, especially, and I relate, I was there where you don't want to let them cry. You don't want to let them fuss. You want to put them to sleep in the crib when they're already asleep in your arms. And honestly, I hate to say it, but that's just all not right. Like you want to teach your child to soothe themselves to sleep. So if they wake up, if they're crying, you have to give it time. Like I remember and Matt, you know, used to say, he used to be like, you know, put on headphones, do whatever it takes, do not go in there. And you're right. Like, as you said, it takes a couple days, but then once it happens, you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, what happens? Is everything okay? Like, why are they sleeping through the night? And sometimes what we don't realize is that they're only waking up out of habit. Yes. They're not waking up because they need anything. It's just habit. Their body is routine. The same way if you set your alarm at 630 every morning, eventually you're going to start waking up before your alarm goes off. Your body has a way of clocking your habits and your routines. So the same with the baby, they're waking up out of habit for that bottle. They're not really hungry. They just mm-hmm. want to move and they just wake up because they're like, hey, this is what I normally do. Yep. So once you're able to get through that uh, moment of just getting them through breaking that habit, it is amazing. It really does work. And with Christopher, um, if he did see as a first time mom, if he started crying, the first thing I'm doing is rushing in the room. The first thing Chris is doing, rushing in the room. So what we started doing was creeping tiptoeing into the room. 
And then I would just kind of watch just to see. And sometimes he would wake up and fuss for like two seconds and then he would go back to sleep. But yep. uh, I touched him, picked him up, patted him and did all of that, not realizing that he ain't even really wake, waking up. He's, he's not even really awake. He's a lot of times. Yeah. When you open the door and you peek in very quietly, you'll see if they're still face down or whatever it is and just like fussing. It's fine. My, we had a, um, a doula stay with us after Sam was born to help me with sleep training, um, as well. And she said, she was like, look, when your baby needs you, you will know if they're just crying. Like that's okay. If they are wailing and it sounds like they can't even catch their breath or calm themselves down, go in there and rub their back, pat their butt. Like you don't, you know, let them know that you're there and it will be okay. But if they're just crying and fussing, leave, like leave them be. And it's so hard. I feel like, especially as a mom, cause we have these hormones in us, you know, it's like our boobs might start leaking or we just have that gut feeling in our stomach where we're like, Oh, I want to go in there. And so that's why it's best to like, sometimes even at 2am turn on the shower and get in it. So you don't go into the baby's room, like do something, go outside and just, just get away from the situation. So you don't open the door so you can break that habit. Yes. And uh, I'm sorry, Chris, before you say that, um, what I would do is I would have their monitor. So if, you know, just to make sure like, okay, they're completely fine. They're just fussing or they're, you know, having a moment, but I would have the monitor. And, and honestly, I'm going to just confess right now. Um, I just stopped using the monitor on chase and he's two. So I always have a monitor. Like I, I, I stalk my kids. Like if I'm not there physically, I'm watching on the camera. So, yeah, so for the moms out there who are like, Oh, well, I just want to make sure the baby's okay. If you have the monitor right there and you can see that they're, they're moving their head to turn around and not suffocating themselves or anything like that having that monitor for extra reassurance will also ease your, you know, feelings as well. No, I, I, I was going to say, I like Matt's idea with the headphones, you know, that way you're not frustrated hearing the baby cry. But one problem for us is, you know, all three of the kids are in the same room. Yeah. So if Chase wakes up and he's fussing and yelling, I don't want him waking up the other two. So a lot of times we have to snatch him up and break him in. Yeah. I, I will tell you, like, that's always been a concern to me too. I mean, my boys don't share a room yet, but like, our doors, we have like long story, but we've kind of cheap doors where it's basically like they're wide open and they're all next to each other. So I always have that fear that they're going to wake up from somebody yelling. So part of me always wants to go in there, but I get yourself like, I don't know what I would do if they shared a room. I feel like you're right. It would be harder to sleep train because you have to go in there or else it's a mess. Yeah. And that's, that, that is a part of what's making it difficult for us with Chase. When Christopher and Milani were young and we lived in Vienna, they had their own separate rooms. Once we moved here to Potomac, they wanted to share a room. So it's like, I even asked Christopher the other day, he turned eight and I was like, Hey, are you ready to change and, and get your own room? And maybe let Milani and Chase share a room. And he said, well, no, I kind of like being up here, you know, with my siblings. I love sleeping together in the same room. And, you know, I love my bunk bed. They don't want to separate. So I have to maybe for four nights, just take Chase into one of the guest rooms or something and just at least get him to get his butt back to sleep. And we did go through another sleep training process when, um, right before I was, uh, right before I had Milani. So when I was full blown pregnant, Christopher regressed, he was a little over two, he regressed and he started waking up through the night again. So he hadn't done that in a very long time. And because I was pregnant, I was like, 
whatever, like he's getting in the bed. So then it clicked. It dawned on me. I said, wait, I got to get, I got to nip this into the bud because if I have this new baby, Christopher is accustomed to being the only one. And then all of a sudden I'm telling Christopher that he can't sleep with us, but the baby's in the room. I don't want him developing this complex or thinking that this is a competition between him and the baby. I didn't want him to think that he was being kicked out because of the new baby. So I had to tough it out full blown pregnant. And, um, at the time in Vienna, he had a bed in his room and, and he had a small couch. So I would sleep on the couch and every time he woke up thinking he's about to march into our room, I would jump up and say, I'm right here. Go back to sleep, baby. But mommy, mommy, I want to cuddle. Go back to sleep. I'm right here. Wow. And I would pat him until he went back to sleep. And that first day, he woke up probably three or four times. And I'm pregnant, so I didn't get any sleep. Um, so, I'm, But I knew. I was like, I have to do this. I have to tough it out, and we'll be good. The second night, he woke up twice. The third night, one time. But when he woke up the third night, that one time, he never got out the bed. So I was like, okay, we're progressing. We're getting there. That fourth night, slept all through the night. The fifth night, I went back into our bed and I let him sleep in his room by himself. And ever since then, he was good. Wow. You know, honestly, I'm so glad you brought that up because we always talk about like how to sleep train a baby, but we never really talk about what happens when your baby turns into a toddler and goes into a bed. And that has been a dark time for us. Like I, I, it has been, I will never forget when Sam first transitioned and like the first night was fine because I don't even think he realized he was in a bed. Right. Like, and also by the way, even if your kid is climbing out of the crib, I've heard to do whatever it takes to not transition when they're climbing out but to transition to a bed when you feel like they feel ready or they're asking about it because then they're kind of like developmentally there to know to stay in the bed. And so Sam was asking about a bed. So that's when we just, he never once tried to climb out of the crib. We're like, okay, he's asking, he's ready. We did it. First couple nights. Great. After he realized he could get out of bed, it was, I mean, it became a show like a full on production. Every night he probably came out of his room like 30,000 times. Like I'm not, it was just like how many steps he got in coming to our room, me walking him back, coming out. I mean, there was one point where I had to like hold his door closed because I didn't know what to do. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, and the thing is, if you go into my kid's room, he has his, his, his meal, he has his meal Eve diffuser going on. Yes, that is for him. He has his, his white noise machine. He has another white noise machine. That's a nightlight. Like there's so much going on in his room to get him to calm down. It's just a lot. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's crazy because, um, I think we even had this conversation before Allie trying to figure out how to get them to stop coming into the room. And, um, yeah, so Christopher being the oldest, he'll come into our room more often, even now at eight years old than the other two. Well, not than Chase. Chase, oh, that's a whole nother topic right now. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, but what I'll tell him is as soon as he tries to come in there, I'm like, go back to your bed. Don't mm-hmm. even think about it. Go back to your bed. But mommy, I want to cuddle. Go back to your bed. And he'll go back to his bed. Now, what I have found that works is that I'll sit down and talk to him before he wakes, before he goes to bed at night. And I'll say, Christopher, listen, when mommy is trying to get some rest 
and you come into the room, once you wake me, I can't go back to sleep. That's just, that's another part for me, my gift to my curse, is that once I wake up, it could be six, it could be seven, I can't go back to sleep, now I'm up. So I'm like, when you come in and you disturb my sleep, you don't realize how late I went to bed. I'm like, you've been asleep since eight o'clock. I may not have went to bed until 2 a.m. because I'm up working. I said, so I, I really need for you to stay in your bed and stay asleep in your bed. I said, also, Chase wakes up throughout the night and he's ruining my sleep. I said, so I really need for you to be a big boy. And then sometimes when he comes in the room, he ends up waking up Chase and then Chase can't go back to sleep because he sees his big brother. So it's just a whole mess. So Christopher's been doing good. Milani rarely maybe once a year we'll wake up and come get in our bed and that's if she had a bad dream she sleeps heavy home girl (laughs) she don't play about her beauty breast she's always the last one to wake up out of everybody in the house she does not play by her sleep and if you wake her up she's like me she gets a full-blown attitude (laughs) why does she come in the room and wake me disturb my sleep mommy i wasn't ready to get up Uh, yeah so milani is one of those kids where she is going to get her rest and you better not disturb her. So she'd be like knocked out. I love that. You know, I think that's a great piece of advice, what you just mentioned, because I had the same conversation with Sam. If you have an older child at home who's waking up, have that talk with them like, Hey, look, you know, you go to sleep right away. Monique, I'm like you where I can't fall asleep. Like this morning I woke up at four and I was up at four. Like, that's it. Like I'm done. And so if you have that conversation with your child, like, you know, I know you want me to play with you later. I know you want me to do this with you later. I need to have energy. Like you need to have energy. So don't come in here unless it's an emergency. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, have that talk. Now I want to double back a little bit for a second. So we covered Christopher, Milani, easy breezy. Love the fact that she's easy. No, Um, My caveman, my Sour Patch Kid, my Bam Bam. Chase, Mr. Stubborn. He acts like somebody I know. Yeah. He is, he is Chris's twin to the T. They sleep the same. They act the same like they're best friends. They're the same people. Like, it's insane. Um, and they're both fire signs. <laughs> I love it. I believe it. They're both fire signs. So Chase is a Sag. Chris is a Leo. Um, so anyway... Here's the sleep issues with him. When he was a baby, he slept just fine. He was great. He napped, he was on routine, he loved it, great. Once he began to get a little bigger and we transitioned him from the crib to his bed, that was a whole issue. It was a nightmare because I would try to lay him down. So that's the first thing you try to do is you try to stop rocking them to sleep or patting them to sleep. It's like, okay, you're a big boy now. So you need to go to sleep in your bed. So it went from that to laying him in his bed and patting him. He would scream for an hour sometimes because he wants to be held like he's accustomed to and put to sleep. So I would basically lay in the bed with him. So I'm like, okay, I'm not cuddling you. I'm not walking the room with you. I'm not doing it because you have to transition. So I would lay down with him in his bed and then I would pat him. So that finally started working. Then I revisited the whole lay you down and pat you. (laughs) It took a while, a few days, but then that finally worked. And he, I mean, he was screaming. So finally that started working, patting him and getting in the bed. Then it got to the point where sometimes you would put him in a bed. Now he looks forward to it. He likes to get a massage. He loves his massages. So I use my Mealy Essentials um, de-stress massage oil. 
I rub that on his back. He will lay there. He looks forward to it. We'll sing songs. Chris tells him his bedtime the story. stories. <laughs> or Draco the Dragon. Then I'll say Draco the Dragon. <laughs> he loves it. So his favorite is Rough Rough the Dog story. He loves it. So he'll lay there. I'll fill up this diffuser. He loves being a part of the bedtime routine. So he'll actually pick with oils. And we'll make a concoction based off what oil he wants in his diffuser. And we'll put the drops in together and count them as we're dropping them in. Like, he loves it. We'll turn the diffuser on, massage on his back, and he's ready to go. So sometimes he falls asleep easy. Sometimes he doesn't. It just depends on his day. But he was waking up in the middle of the night wanting a bottle like he was still six months old or five months old. I'm like, Chase, you are a big boy. Part of the issue was that Chris would just give it to him. He'd wake up and he could, and that's the part of being a selfless parent that is a struggle for all of us. We want to do what's easiest for us, especially when it comes to getting sleep. But we have to realize that in order to break those habits so that we can actually get better sleep, it's going to take a few days of us not getting any sleep. And that's been the hard part. And mm-hmm. I, we are still struggling because I have so many projects. I don't have time to take those four days with no sleep. I need the sleep. I need all the sleep I can get. And for Chris, Chase will wake up, bado, bado, Chris will give it to him. I'm like, yo, he is waking up like he's two months old. So I was like, stop giving him the bottle. But he's going to cry. I don't care. So one night I had to just stay up with him and he screamed. And he screamed for probably two hours. Me and Chris was passing him back and forth. Like, all right, your turn. All right, my turn. And finally, we got that out of his system. So now he doesn't wake up for the bottle, but he still wakes up. And he wakes up around 4 a.m. Daddy, 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 daddy. We'll just keep calling him until Chris comes in the room. And does Christopher and Milani, do they wake up when he says daddy? Sometimes. Sometimes daddy chases away. Yeah. Sometimes they'll <laughs> let us know. They'll go back to sleep. But then, you know, Chris will go get him or I'll go get him. Rarely I get him because most times I'm knocked out. I don't even know he's calling. So <laughs> pretty much at least 95% of the time. Yeah. So Chris will go get him, bring him back to our bed. And that is the issue that we need to solve is basically stop bringing him to our bed. He needs to yeah. stay in his bed, but I have to do it in such a way where it doesn't wake the other two. So we're trying to navigate that right now. I know it really is like you almost need to find a week where you, you know, figure out how to power through, get, you know, assign other people stuff you need to get done and dedicate that to the sleep training. I will say, you know, you're talking about routine and he loves to count the oils and stuff. Mm -hmm. Sam is very much like that too, where there's this big, beautiful bedtime routine. And the problem with me is that it lasts over an hour. So, I'm not kidding. Like, and, and here, so, and it's always been like this. It's always been his bedtime routine is a debacle. I'm not even kidding you. There was, um, last year when I had to convince him to go to bed after every time he listened to me, he would get a marshmallow. So he was going to bed after brushing his teeth with like six marshmallows in his mouth. And I'd be like, okay, good night. Cause it's like, you gotta do what you gotta do to get them to close their eyes and go to bed. So Right now, actually, Matt and I had a problem last night because Sam's routine is, you know, shower, TV show. We do his diffuser. uh, We read his books. And then I have to make up not one story, Chris. I have to make up six stories. (laughs) And they're all different characters with different voices and different plots. And if I don't give him six stories, like it is 
I, I don't want to curse on our podcast, but it's a mess. Let me just say. Yeah. So I'm in the situation right now where Matt keeps being, and then I have to go back and lay with him for a couple of minutes too. So Matt keeps being like, you need to like change up the routine. I'm in the problem. I'm in the situation where I don't know how to change up the routine because eventually it works. Just like you said, giving, you know, giving chase the bottle, you know, it works. Like, I don't know how to, I guess I know how to stop it, but it's like, we don't want to stop it because we're scared to disrupt the beast. Like I'm scared to wake the beast. (laughs) It's listen, it's a struggle. We do what we can. And sometimes the kids, they have their way of dictating everything. (laughs) Like our bedtime routine is usually dinner, bath time. Um, what is it? They'll have a snack and they have to get their water because they'll use that as an excuse to get out the bed after they're tucked in. Um, and then sometimes we do our like family meditation where we're all sit in a circle, you know, cross leg, holding hands or, or have, having our hands here. And we'll go around doing deep breaths and then we'll go around and say positive um, affirmations or positive words. And then, um, you know, the massage, they all like to get in their little backs rub. The diffuser goes on and, and, and then that's it. If they're like super high energy, that's when we'll do some exercises. Yeah. So like, let's do some jumping jacks. Let's do some running plates. Let's do some push-ups to get that energy out so they can sleep better. Um, so yeah, we'll do all of those different things and we try our best to keep some type of bedtime routine going on. They love when mommy tucks them in because they want mommy to rub their back. Daddy just be like, go to bed. You know, so <laughs> Chase gets put to bed properly with, with Chris. Chris will put Chase to bed and actually like coddle him and do all of that stuff. He's a baby. You know? He's not well, a baby. He's, he's a little person. That's the problem. <laughs> the youngest. Let me say that. He's the youngest. Yep. Wrapped around your finger. Yeah. It was funny though, probably about two nights ago, I gave Chase this little massage and laid with him and got him to go to sleep. And I was about to walk out of the room and Melania was like, I wish somebody could cuddle with me. Mm-hmm. So I with her for about 15 to 20 minutes and, you know, made her feel special. Then I left out the room. Yeah. Chris, B, Chris keeps forgetting that Chase is two. <laughs> He's the baby of the house. I know. And you know what? It, it's so it's, it's so funny, though, how like different our kids act depending on the parent. Like, you know, I have to do this five hour long routine with Sam. And I went out a couple weeks ago and it was like the first time in a long time because of the pandemic that Matt had to put Sam to bed. And he texted me at like 731 and he was like, he's out, he's done. He didn't want me to do anything, but tuck him in. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? Like he plays the, like kids play their parents. They know which parent they can take advantage of. And Chase knows that you'll like coddle him and do all that. Yep. And that's why it's important that parents get on the same page, because let me tell you, that is, it just, it just makes it harder because they feel like they can call on somebody else. Anytime Chase wants a bottle, he's not calling me. He's calling daddy. Cause I'm looking at him like, why are you still drinking a bottle? I mean, he's drinking it out of a sippy cup. I keep telling him to call it milk. I'm like, stop saying a bottle. He drinks almond milk. I'm like, call it milk. And he'd be like, milk. I'd be like, yes, bottle. It's not a bottle. Stop calling it a bottle. I'd be like, Chase, you're a big boy. You're not a baby. I make him get his own snack bowls. I, I tell him, go tell me what snack you want. He pulls open the drawer. He chooses his snack. He closes it back. He goes and gets his bowl. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I just, that's just how I was raised. I was always raised to be independent. And Christopher and Milani, they were one and two years old doing the same stuff. So I'm like, Chase ain't going to be treated any different just because he daddy baby. <laughs> 
but I'm basically just like, he needs to learn how to be a big boy. So yes. we've been on that trip with him. He's doing a lot better and he's starting to realize that he's not an infant. He's two. So, you know, I guess a lot of it too is, you know, I missed out on the first two, you know, from working and coaching ball under Coach Saban at Alabama. So, you know, with Chase's, you know, I'm catering and kind of making up, you know, for the other two a lot, but definitely probably the last, probably since the pandemic, it uh, pretty much been, you know, making him be more independent, get his bowl and pick his stuff and, you know, getting on him when he's doing silly stuff that he should be doing at, at that age. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, I will say that when you have your first and it feels like it's never going to end and then it does, it's almost like with your second or third, like, you know that it does end. So you almost want to hold on to those little moments because they don't lay with you and snuggle with you at a certain point or they don't need you as much. So it's like, you know, to coddle them. I, I do that with my, with my youngest. I definitely snuggle him and coddle him a lot more. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's tough. It's like that, just trying to find that middle ground, find that balance. So we do um, movie nights on the weekends and we get on the couch and they're all up under me, even, even T'Challa. T'Challa sees up cuddling on the couch. He'll fly right on the couch. He'll fly on the couch. <laughs> But to child be like, oh, we cuddling? Okay. And he'll fly and he'll literally just sit there like like pet me too. Oh my God. Right. So we, <laughs> we pick a movie, they're all up under me, and you know, they just want to cuddle. So Chase would be up under Chris. <laughs> Melania and Christopher would be like right up under me. And every now and then Chase will like want to move one of them out the way. So Wait, does, does Chase sit through a movie, by the way? Yeah. yeah. How do you get popcorn? He'll sit right yes, there. Yeah, he loves it. popcorn. And yeah, we watch him with the popcorn because I did not let Melania and Christopher have popcorn at, at his age, two years old, because, you know, the choking hazard. Um, but we'll like pull the little kernels off and give him just the soft part. Um, or I'll just make sure that he's sitting and he's eating one at a time. Because I'm, I'm like very cautious. Yeah, I'm very cautious with between popcorn and grapes. It's like I'm always on edge. Like, make sure that grape is sliced in half. Make sure that kernel isn't stuck on there. So you know, but um, but yeah, yeah. he he thinks he's a big boy at times. <laughs> yeah, I I beg. Jake, who's almost two, I beg him to watch TV. I'm like, please, can you just watch TV or the iPad or my phone? Like, I'm like promoting screen time. And he just, no. Oh my God. Yeah. I think because the other two are, are doing it and he so wants to be like them. Like he yeah. up now he thinks he's a part of the crew because he's bigger and he runs around with them. He has his bike that he calls a motorcycle. <laughs> it's one of those balance bikes. And oh yeah. He's so funny because he literally zooms through the house on his bike like he's little Debo. It is so funny. He rides his bike all throughout the house. Like, and he calls it a motorcycle. And it's just the funniest thing. I need to record him one day because now he goes so fast that I'm like, yo, you need to slow down. You're going to go flying down the steps. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's just with sleep. Uh, I'm like... I, I already mentally prepared myself like, okay, I'm finally starting to get a better routine with all of the projects I have going on. So I'm going to take four days. Me and Chris are going to have to figure out how we're going to tag team this because it's going to take both of us. And I really think it's going to be harder on Chris than it is on me because Chris is the one that he calls in the middle of the night. Melania and Christopher called me. So Christopher, Chris will be in there knocked out sleep. Ain't worried about nothing. But it's really going to be Chris that has to do the sleep training more so than me. Because what's going to happen is I'm going to tell him to go back to sleep and pat him. And he's going to keep calling for daddy. 
So if daddy does it, calls me anyway. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. You're going to have to be the one to do it. So we'll get to that point. Maybe we can start that. What you need to figure it out is the problem. The main problem is, like we said, you know, all of them in the same room. Well, maybe I can have Christopher and Milani sleep in another room and get Chase because I don't think that we need to take Chase out of his bed. No, I think I think you should keep him as we've talked about, like routine is important. If you're putting him in a different room, then it's going to that's going to be an added factor to it. Right. So keep it as like consistent as possible and, and, and get the other kids, the older kids out. Well, maybe we need to put air mattress on. Yes. Our, we got the same idea. Yep. Perfect. That's what we'll do. We'll put air mattress in our room and tell Christopher Milani, we're having like a slumber party, make it fun. And then those four nights we'll have chase in his room. I'll probably sleep in Milani's bed. And then just kind of like when he wakes up, Pat him back to sleep. Mommy's here. Because a lot of times they're waking up because they want to know that you're nearby. Yep. Um, because he's to the point now where once he comes in our bed, he's going right back to sleep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that we'll try that. We'll do that. And keep us posted on how it goes. Yes. Most certainly. <laughs> Maybe holding you accountable to do it. Yes, please. Because something got to give. Because he's not only messing up my sleep, but everybody knows the libido is a bust if you're not getting sleep. So if you want to get some more, I'm gonna give him some night quill then. Oh no! <laughs> not then no drill. Then I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. We'll Put some... it in a sippy cup with his arm in it. Here's your bottle. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> We're not promoting that. No. So yeah. So in order to get better, like get that libido going. You got to get good, adequate sleep. Like that's the biggest thing I think for most of us that struggle in that area where we're super busy, we're super tired, we're exhausted, we're stressed, and sex is like the last thing you think about. Mm-hmm. So maybe that'd be motivation for you to go ahead and sleep, train, change if you want more sex. I think I'm gonna put him to sleep right now. <laughs> because if you keep messing up my sleep, we gonna have some problems. <laughs> Yes. So yeah, that'd be good. Uh, good motivator for you. It's a great motivator. All right, well, let's do it. I think we'll do that this weekend, right in time, so that we can get him in his own bed, get him under control, and then we won't have to worry about kids coming up in our room. Then we'll be able to do some things. Good idea. Great idea. I love it. I just saved people's marriages with that. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Um, so I'm trying to think. Anything else? Um, I mean, we, we pointed out the fact that, or have we? Ali, you mentioned that your kids have a similar sleeping pattern to yours because you're early riser, so they're technically early risers, and then y'all all go to bed fairly early. So I think to some of the listeners out there, just keep in mind that your kids are going to do what they're accustomed to doing. So if you want their sleep habits to change, you actually have to be the person to make the first change. So if you have to start getting up early so that your kids go to bed early, then once you acclimate them to that new routine, you'll find it'll be less frustrating for you to get your kids to sleep throughout the night as well. And remember with every tough stage, whether it's the wake-ups in the middle of the night or the fussing before they fall asleep, you will get through it. It's finite. You know, there's an end to it. You just got to power through and keep with the routine. Keep doing the same things until it works, you know? Yeah. And then take notes and see what works and what doesn't. Everything doesn't work the same for kids. My kids have a, a song that I sing to them. 
Um, guess who's sleepy? Guess who's sleepy? Christopher, Melanie, Chase, Omari. Time to go to sleep. It's time to go to sleep. So, shh, 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 shh. I've been singing that song for all of them. And that song works for us. Sometimes me and Chase will count. We'll just count. And I'll be like, okay, let's see what number we get to tonight before he actually falls out. So just try different things. Like when they count and sheep, it's for real. If you just count with your kids, they'll be counting. And by the time, by the next thing you know, they are knocked out. Like they don't wore themselves out just by counting and with the sleep and they're learning something. Honestly, so- that is what I do a lot of nights to get myself to fall asleep is I'll either count in my head or I'll be like, to myself, you know, relax my toes, relax my fingers. Like I'll do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So that way I just naturally fall asleep. Yes. And if all else fails, shop pure essential oils at MilaEveEssentials.com. <laughs> yes. Or you can go to shopmilaeve.com. It'll take you to the same place. But the oils there, we have a sleep tight kit. It really works. If you can acclimate essential oils into your bedtime routine. I actually had a friend of mine who sent me a wonderful testimony. Um, she's actually one of our new contributors. Her name is Anisha. She is the style corner contributor. She has a daughter named Poppy and Poppy, uh, they came and stayed with us. And I realized that Poppy was a wild sleeper. Chase was the same way. So was Milani. So was Christopher. When I use essential oils on those little wild sleepers, they knock out. It stops them from being all over the place. And I gave Anisha the sleep tight essential oil she used it, she diluted it, and she massaged Poppy's back with it. She said the next day, Poppy slept so long that she woke up in panic, ran to the room to make sure Poppy was still breathing. She could not believe how peacefully she slept. And she said she was still in the same position. Normally, Poppy's all over the place. So it was a great testimony to show how these essential oils really do uh, work and they do help. Having your diffuser on, if you're not a person who is is, is comfortable with applying the oils topically, or if your child is a little too young for them to be applied topically, you can put them in a diffuser. And I'm telling you, it works wonders. It's amazing. I sleep with my diffuser on every night. And that's another reason why I've been knocked out and I don't hear anything. Chris be waking up because he's just a light sleeper. So that is what it is. But it helps you get that good REM sleep sooner. You feel so well rested. You'll find yourself waking up before your alarm goes off. So make sure y'all check it out. We have so many different oils for um, helping you to promote better sleep. Peppermint, eucalyptus, lavender, or you can just get the sleep tight kit with Breathe Easy. Uh, But there's so many alternatives. So make sure you check it out. Yes. Anything else? Any tips? I feel like you, you gave the best tip. Yeah. If you want more bedroom time, with your <laughs> you better get them babies sleeping. <laughs> I thought he was about to talk about Believe Essentials. No. <laughs> I was like, yes, the breathe easy, the sleep fit. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Typical Chris. <laughs> Just saying. Speaking for the fellas out there. Just because you're married don't mean that's supposed to slow down. Well, we know that. That's why we got to get these schedules under control. And then while you're at it, go ahead and get you some hormonal symmetry for you ladies out there. What I do is I put a drop on my wrist. I rub it together like perfume and I put it on my neck. And I use it once a day, every day. It's a part of my routine. 
and it starts to help stimulate some things and, and also less stress. It helps you pull some of that stress off you and you'll get you, get yourself right. For the men, cinnamon leaf is great. Even just diffusing that, it's actually a libido booster for men. And it also helps for those out there who may have a little erectile dysfunction. Um, <laughs> cinnamon leaf is good for that too. So you can go on Lazy Moms. I mean, I keep saying Lazy Moms. Go to shopmealeve.com. Type in sex and all of those libido boosters will uh, will populate if you type that in the search area. Yes. So this is great. Um, I feel like, Ali, you definitely motivated us this weekend. I think we're going to give it a shot. So okay. now we have a plan. Well, maybe right. this weekend, maybe next weekend. No, nope, we're going to do it this weekend. I think we should do it this weekend. Okay. Yeah, I, I really do. I want to I want to do it while it's fresh in our mind. I like the fact that we have a plan. I'm a routine person, a planner. I like the fact that we'll tell the kids we'll have a slumber party, put them on the air mattress in our room, and then we'll take turns sleeping in the kids' room with Chase. You'll probably have to start it out okay. because, you know, he's going to fall for you. <laughs> Chris I love, thrilled. I, love, I love that he calls for daddy. I know some parents out there get jealous when their kids want the other parent. Not me. Not me. I love that he calls <laughs> right. Oh, and it cracks me up. Um, all right, Allie, you got anything else before we go? I mean, honestly, I, again, the book really helped me. I'm not an ambassador for it. I just, I really did enjoy that book, The Happiest Baby on the Block. That's great. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That was that was definitely a good one, having um, a first child, newborn. It gave so many good tips for sleep and just like uh, comforting them to the level where they feel like they're still in the womb, that motion and stuff. So that's, that's really good. I love that first, that fourth trimester mm-hmm. um, theory. I think that is, it's, it makes so much sense. So thank y'all so much for watching. We will see y'all again in two weeks because we're on every other week now for podcasts and we're getting close to wrapping up season three of the Not For Lazy Moms podcast before we go on hiatus. But thank y'all so much for listening, for watching. Make sure you visit our website at notforlazymoms.com join our community um you get special discounts every month you also are able to enter into our giveaways that we have periodically throughout the year and you'll be the first to know about anything going on new with our website uh make sure that you subscribe to our youtube channel not for lazy moms like and subscribe this video if you're watching and until then we will see y'all in two weeks take care